friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. Today's date is October 1, October 1st, 2020, and today's episode is number 29. I'd like to thank everybody again for joining us, and we appreciate your listenership. As always, thank you again. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the election debate that happened on Tuesday night within the United States in Cleveland, Ohio. And I wanted to give it a day to kind of digest what I saw. And I'm not going to go into specifics about what I saw, who I thought won, who was the better individual. I really like to stay out of politics, especially on this podcast. But again, the whole objective of the podcast is to discuss issues that are important to millennials and Generation Z and those individuals that employ them. So therefore, today, we're going we're gonna to touch the surface on uh, the candidates. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how the political environment has affected Gen Z and millennials, and then what we can do about it. And then I'm going to leave you with a, a, a nice quote that I think kind of sums up everything that we will have discussed in today's podcast. So let's get started. As we already know, uh, the, the the coronavirus, the pandemic has devastated the American economy. And as you saw in the debate last night, there was a lot of back and forth about that. And what is interesting is both candidates are close to being the silent generation. President Trump is borderline silent generation slash baby boomer. Again, baby boomers were born from roughly 1946 uh, till about 1969, roughly. So therefore, he's right on the cusp while Joe Biden is a silent generation. So he was born prior to 1946. This really leaves something to desire that such an older generation are the ones that are leading our country. And as millennials and Generation Z, I'm sure that you would like to see more millennials in politics and whatnot. As mentioned before, I am a Generation X, so I'm kind of an outlier, meaning we were the smallest generation. We're not the bigger generations, which are the baby boomers, millennials, and Generation Z. We were actually the smallest generation. So recently, from February to May of this year, nearly 5 million millennials lost their jobs. Uh, the Wall Street reported recently. And older folks didn't get unscathed, but their job loss numbers were, were very minimal in comparison to millennials and Generation Z. And millennials also were hurt by the world's Great Recession of 2008. And as the young adults were just starting in their early years, they were the first chopping blocks. So millennials have had it hard. We've mentioned that in previous episodes. Therefore, 
somebody needs to look out for the millennials, the Generation Z, and really have their best interests at heart. And I'm not going to say both of the candidates have the best interests at heart or don't have the both the best interests of heart. But it is time for millennials and Generation Z to make a stand and to make their voices heard. For millennials and Generation Z, the only hope for real change is to elect people who are part of our generation. Yes, of course, Generation Z is too young currently to run for president as the minimum age is 35. But millennials can run for Congress, government, as can as can uh, Generation Z in some instances. But the oldest millennials are turning 40 this year, and yet there is not a single millennial in the U.S. Senate. Think about this. The current presidential nominee, Joe Biden, he's a member of the Senate generation, as we mentioned. He was 30 years old when he became a senator. That says a lot about millennials right now. Millennials should be making a stand. Millennials and Generation Z, they are the smartest generations. So since millennials are of age, they can be making gains in the House and in the Senate. Uh, they, they are completely underrepresentative uh, because, you know, they make up 22% of the U.S. population and now even outnumber baby boomers. Went from 1% of the House members to 6%. So that's a little bit of a, they made some headway, but tellingly, those millennial members of Congress have still had significant influence. Uh, they've been prioritizing the type of ambition uh, legislation that matters mostly to young people. But again, you know, it's even progressive, uh, either for the left or the, for the right, depending where you are. They're taking, they're trying to capture most of the pressing problems, which are soaring healthcare costs. Millennials pay twice as much for healthcare as baby boomers did when they were young adults. I guess inflation doesn't help. It's shameful lack of childcare, skyrocketing student debt, lack of affordable housing. Uh, you know, people talk about global climate change and now we have a coronavirus fueled job losses. So they are being hit, Generation Z, Millennials are being hit by every single which way direction. Just, the two generations have been hit, been hit by three soaring, crushing crises. Uh, basically, while these proposals have not yet become policy, they're at least having an impact, including older Democratic Party leaders. But that's part of the problem. Our leaders see Millennials and Generation Z as children with nice ideas, not as equals ready to take our fair share of the power. Millennials, Generation Z, want the future to look brighter. So let's work to elect those that are of age that can be in the Senate, that can be in the House, that represent millennials, that represent Generation Z, regardless of your political views. If you're a Republican and you're on the right, that's fine. Go ahead and run. Try to make your voices heard. If you're Democratic and on your left, that's fine. Let's make your voices heard. So the point being is we need to represent everybody because there are great views on the right. There are great views on the left. 
together we need to work together. And race has also been a big factor here. Systematic racial discrimination in employment, housing, and basic freedom and liberty cut off avenues for black and brown families to find stability and build wealth. We are all equal. We all deserve equality. These are the results of those inequalities, poverty, lack of opportunity, low pay, little savings, and the low rate of home ownership. These are just magnified in the more diverse millennial generation and Generation Z that we are currently experiencing. As working class wages have dropped, Gen Z and millennials need to go to college, just stay in or make it to be part of the middle class. But parents of color had less wealth to draw from, making millennials of color even more likely to take on student loan debt than their white counterparts who are themselves deep in educational debt. So when you have black and brown millennials and soon to be Generation Z graduating, racial discrimination and pay meant they made less than whites, even with the same credentials and doing the same job. And the other expenses were higher and the medium house today costs twice as what it did in 1970. So this is makes sense why you have to have two working class members of the family versus in the 60s when you only needed one. Rents have exploded since baby boomers were young. So and black and brown renters pay more in rent for similar homes in similar neighborhoods. In other words, millennials, Generation Z hold more debt, have higher basic living costs, and make less money than generations before with those of color being disproportionately affected. Millennials and Generation Z are also facing another once in a generation economic disaster. And now the coronavirus, the job loss numbers are extreme and devastating uh, across the board. Uh, even pre-coronavirus data analyzed showed that when parents work from home, women wind up doing more of the housework and children spend twice as much time with their work from home moms than they do with their work from home dads. Unsurprisingly, once coronavirus hit, telecommuting moms reported higher levels of anxiety, loneliness, depression, compared to what working mothers reported before the pandemic. Dads were doing a little better, but their levels of anxiety actually decreased when they transitioned to working from home. So again, working women have been borne the brunt of the coronavirus, the financial harms, and the blows threatened to roll back decades of progress towards gender equality. But the problem falls heavily on millennials and Generation Z because they're just starting or just developed themselves in the workforce. So the coronavirus, that, this pandemic, uh, all the ways of being hit by the recession have not helped the future of millennials and Generation Z. Uh, so as we head into the election, where millennials and Generation Z make up the largest number of potential voters, politicians need to tell us and the Gen Zs who face similar fates what exactly they're going to do to improve our prospects and make up for some of the damage the boomers created, the policies that were caused. It's millennials who have paid for the price. It's Gen Z who have paid for the price for boomers 
leaders and boomers elected politicians basically hurting education funding, failing to adequately respond to the threat of climate change and sending health care costs soaring. So therefore, we need to take a stand. So what can millennials and Generation Z members do to make a difference? It is plain and simple. Vote and make yourself heard. If you can, start to participate in politics. If that's at the young level, if that means being mayor, city council person, getting involved in legislation, Senate, making yourself heard, making sure that, you know, Gen Zs and millennials are represented, that the future generation alpha, that they're going to be represented. Because right now, our country is hurting. And Gen Z and millennials can help pave the way to future success. Going back to what we stated at the beginning, we have two presidential candidates. One is current president and one is a presidential nominee. And they are both in their elderly years. It doesn't mean they don't, they're not wise. They don't have great ideas, uh, but they're not representing millennials. They're not representing Generation Z. We need members that know what we need as a generation. So again, I want to thank everybody. It's been a great podcast. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again on Friday. Have a great rest of the day. Be safe. And I look forward to talking to you, talking to you soon, friends. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.